Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina again. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas. So by the time this um, podcast launches, it'll be like the week before or not the week before Christmas, but a few days before Christmas. So yeah, that should work. Yeah. <laughs> that should work. That should work. <laughs> so, uh, Christina, as you and I personally talk, and as we talk with people, uh, which we who we mentor, mm-hmm. uh, there's some things I, I want to get the ball rolling with this. Yeah. Okay. What is stressing? What is stressing you and discouraging you during this time of year? This time of year. This time of year. This time of year. Spe- Everything. This is time specifically, of year. and I, I these things quickly came to my mind. Sometimes family can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, finances, health, maybe past memories, or current loss. Okay. Can you relate to any of those? Yes, all of the above. Well, when you ask me the question, what is stressing you this time of year? To me, that's the answer. This time of year. (laughs) Everything this time of the year can have the potential to be really stressy. Why, Why is that for you? Um, well, I'll speak as a woman, as a wife, as a mom, Um, there are countless hats that I wear from planning Christmas meal to parties, to going to this event, that event, finances. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff. And then what I also find myself doing the older I get is I'm living this current Christmas very close at hand alongside all of my memories of when I was little, when our girls were little. I find myself being incredibly nostalgic. So it takes my brain all kinds of places, which can add stress. So when you say memories, some of them bring you joy, but some of them bring you sadness? I think so, yeah. Yeah, what about you? Well, uh, what if we, let's do this. Yeah. Let's both, each of us share uh, maybe a Christmas memory that we have. Okay. Okay. Because well, everyone, uh, pretty much everyone who celebrates Christmas are going to have, they're going to have memories. May this stir stir us to think back on some things we experienced, things we went through. And I would say as a, as a, a man of faith, how, what God has brought me through. Right. And they don't have to be. Uh, negative memories you know we've got we've all got plenty of those during the rest of the year but Christmas generally I I'm very nostalgic which kind of carries a sadness because those those memories are over so I have memories of uh, especially living overseas as a child in Germany and um, listening to Christmas carols um, my mom made the holidays really sweet But she carried a sadness. She hated being in a different country away from her family. And every time she heard that song, um, how does it I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, I'll be home for Christmas. She'd get all weepy. And as a kid, I'm thinking, what is her issue? And now I totally get it. So she would have sung, I won't be home for Christmas. (laughs) Well, and she would always say, oh, every time I hear this song, I think of my home in Kansas, you know. And because she was this poor farm girl who never left home until she married my dad you know and anyway so those are sweet memories 
I, I carry sweet, sweet times of when our girls were three little girls and not three grown women, um, of just the sweetness of, of Christmas and going to Christmas parties at their school and, you know, making candy cane reindeers and all those things. It's just, I just hold those so close during this season. I want to share a memory that I have. I believe I was a second grade and, um, so a real long time, a ago. long time ago, but that is, um, that is the same year that I was told by a neighbor, um, I think her name is Betsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Betsy told us that Santa Claus was not real. How rude of uh, that Betsy. That was rude. And so I ran home and I told my mom, because uh-huh. I knew Santa Claus was real. Yeah. And so I told my mom, Mom, Betsy, you know, in the neighborhood said that Santa Claus is not real. And my mom said, well, that's true. And I'm like, <laughs> you should have lied to me. <laughs> so your mom's oh, a realist. <laughs> right. I was, oh, it hurt me so bad. I thought, okay. Uh, this is what happened though in my brain. We were very, very poor, and uh-huh. I knew it. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, dang, if Santa Claus is not real, <laughs> I ain't getting nothing. I'm not getting anything. Uh, and I just thought, I, I found myself getting depressed because it's interesting. I would as have, a second grader, as a second grader, I would have hope in the Christmas morning, knowing there's going to be something just for me from and Santa, so, who has unlimited resources, unlimited, unlimited yeah. resources. But anyway, I had asked her. Your mom burst that bubble. She did. (laughs) (laughs) But she she was probably stressed, trying to make ends meet, and thought, well, okay, you've heard, you're right. I thought, oh, should lie to me. Yeah. Anyway, but that's a whole other topic. (laughs) But I wanted a camera. It's funny to me. I think back as a second grader, I I didn't want a truck, a play gun, as they used to give us years ago. A G.I. Joe. A G.I. Joe. I wanted a camera. And interesting, years later, I became a photographer. And but that's I wanted, a whole other story. Yeah, I yeah. wanted a, a camera, though. But I remember, no, I didn't tell anyone of this, but I remember thinking, there's no way that I'm going to get a camera this year. <laughs> but guess what happened? I woke up Christmas morning, uh-huh. and I go to the living room, and you know what's there under the tree for me is a camera. Wow. I don't know how my mom did it, she, but she knew I wanted a camera. Mm. Now, of course, it wasn't an expensive camera. Uh-huh. You guys, it got pawned the next week. <laughs> well, that's another topic. But this is where, and this is years ago. When, and I'm not making fun no, of it. No, yeah. cameras were basic. And it was, this sounds so old, black and white film I was given. Precious. Color was a, a unique thing. <laughs> but anyway, um, and you had to send it off to get them developed. But the point is, I had so much wonder it, it stirred my faith. Yeah, a, a, a simple gift did. You would have thought it was the most expensive camera on the planet, or anything else wonderful that happened. Because I thought, "Wow, God, mm. I have a camera. How did this happen?" Right. Anyway, so that's a memory for me that really actually stirred my faith. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the flip side. We sh- shared sweet memories. Let's jump into the present season. Probably 99.9% of people that I talk to have to go to some family event. And what, that's a high percentage, Christina. So I'm just saying it's a high percentage. And the family event brings some sort of stress. Even if you're in the best of families, there's some sort of stress. Um, how, how do you deal with the stress? Well, let, I get, let's back up for a moment. Um, why... Why are people stressed out about going to a family gathering at Christmas? Christmas. Why'd you say uh, did I say that? Christmas? Sorry. Christmas. Why, why are they stressed about going to a family gathering at Christmas? Because there's family there. Yes, but why, though? Relationships are strained. Okay. 
Why? Okay, just stop. What are you getting to? No, I'm just... <laughs> why, I mean, why, just, why? No, just going back and forth. Yeah. It sounds uh, simple, but it, it gets complicated. Uh, things have happened between people and the mm-hmm. family. Maybe the, no one actually dealt with it properly. Sure. I mean, just brainstorming. Uh, help people, um, I guess, process in their own minds as they hear us talk. What What are some things that, that cause that? Well, and if you're listening to it, to this right now, you probably have your own list in your head. Uh, for me, one one of the th- is the fear of potential conflict. When I'm walking into a family, extended family is what I'm referring to, because there's been conflict or difficulty in the past. Then, the unexpected, like, ooh, is this year gonna, is there gonna be some bomb that's dropped or some conflict that is gonna arise? The fear of it. Okay, you know, so happening. that would be a past memory could be messing with you today. Something that's happened in the past and you're afraid it's going to happen again. Right, but that's the stressor going into that's, a family. That's the stressor going into it. Yeah. Okay. What else that comes to mind? Anything else? Um, I think of expectations. Yeah. One thing I've, I've learned over the years that my expectations are my expectations. Mm-hmm. And no, how can anyone else know what those are unless I express those? Right. And actually... I think it is kind of selfish of me, as I look back, to go into an extended family gathering like at Christmas and uh, assume that my expectations are going to be met. Right. You know, I listened to a Megan Kelly podcast. She had Dr. Laura on there, and she made some great points. She said, decide ahead of time. This was around Thanksgiving when her podcast aired, but decide ahead of time that now is not the time to confront <laughs> that family member that you only see once or twice a year. That's good. And she said also, now is not the time to let the expectations run front and center. Like, lower your expectations. Why would things be different? And I just thought those are two practical things to really help your stress level going into the holidays. No, I like that. Why would things be different just because it's it's Christmas? Right. Now, if I had been in counseling with a potential family member that I've had conflict with or, you know, we've been working hard, I could have a higher expectation. But for somebody you see, you know, very infrequently, just lower your expectation. And just, yeah, I think that's really good advice and helpful advice to help lower the stress. And, you know, other people would come into this gathering that probably have expectations themselves yeah. and may even have expectations about me. And so um, actually it, it requires humility on my part to put my expectations aside mm-hmm. and go, you know what? I'm going to go and be a part of this family gathering. Enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy it for what it is. And in fact, maybe make a difference in the atmosphere of that family gathering. I can either hinder it. In fact, this is really important. It just can't, now came to me. I can either hinder the atmosphere of a family gathering at Christmas or I can make it better and add to it well, and, and make people want to come back the next year. It just requires some, to combat stress, you have to deal with your own self first. So going into things, uh, going into obligatory parties at work or family or whatever, deciding ahead of time, you know what, I'm going to engage I'm going to be present, going to lower those expectations. I'm not going to confront the person who gets on my last nerves. I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. Because at the end of the day, this is the only Christmas you have. And if you measure, let's say we lived 80 years. We would have 80 Christmases and the first probably few. Probably only 75 that you actually remember. That you remember. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that, that it just puts that, things into perspective. You know, for women, I think just women, all women, single, married, whatever. Um, I think women, and maybe not, maybe it's just personality types. We this year will be the perfect Christmas. And if things don't go perfect, oh, I, I oh my gosh, I wish I could relive a bunch when I was a younger woman that, you know, I'm going to get this perfect gift and I expect the perfect reaction or I'm going to make this event perfect and somebody got sick or whatever. This year, just relax, have your plans, but be flexible. Just hold things very fluid. <laughs> For me, that that has been helpful over the years to go, you know what, this will be a perfect Christmas because it's the only one I got. And however it is, if it stays according to plan or not, just be present and enjoy it. That's what will help it be, quote, unquote, perfect. But it's not going to be perfect. Right, right. right. Here's a perspective. We lived in Vienna, Austria for several years. And uh, Austria, especially Vienna, is known for their Christmas markets. It's an incredibly beautiful city anyway. But then put Christmas decorations on top of that. There are Christmas markets throughout the city. In the past, I would have thought that's an ideal, perfect Christmas to experience. How many of our Christmases in Vienna were, were perfect? Uh, they were pretty good. <laughs> they were good. Okay. Just our, our, our immediate family, our right, daughters. Right, the warm, cozy, us. the, ex, the uh, environment was pretty perfect. It yeah. was. However, as Circumstances indi- weren't always right, because perfect. there's three daughters yeah. and, and the two of us, and we each have emotions. We each have memories we're dealing with. We each have maybe a current situation that's on our mind. And so those all play into the celebration, the, the event, right? Yeah. And so it's not going to be perfect, uh, but I want to make it the, the most that it can be. Sure. Shall we transition yeah. to what we're talking about with Advent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, I did not grow up. I don't think you did either, Christina, from what I, you've said. No, I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. With Advent. I didn't even know I can't what it meant. I don't know that about And that. Advent actually is a, uh, a word that means the coming, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. An anticipation, expectation. And it's it represents the coming of our Savior, Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe a little over 20 years ago, I, I began, to, I guess I looked at this one day and thought, that's important to us. Maybe you maybe you presented it to me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I did. <laughs> but there, there's four weeks that you actually prepare for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'd like to say those four, and then if you'll take it from there. Sure. So because you've recently written a, a book on the Advent, mm-hmm. all right? And it's excellent what I've read so far. I'm in day 14, I believe, of mm-hmm. it, 13. But anyway, um, there's four things that, that uh, God says, I have this for you. It is hope. Peace, joy, and love. And those are the weeks of Advent. So, Christina, take it from there if you would. Oh, uh, what do you want me to take? <laughs> well, in, in writing this, why did you write this material? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And why do you think it's important um, to for people to consider looking at the Advent? Sure. Because it's not, Christmas is not left to ourselves unless to, uh, left to, um, commercialism christmas is about christmas eve and christmas day right right and then it's it's done it's done mm-hmm. it's about the season it's about yeah. the anticipation it's a it's the whole package it's not just the day yeah uh for years i've personally um read through like the account of jesus's birth all through the month of december and i thought you know 
we prepare for weddings. We prepare for graduation. You have to take these classes and do finals. You prepare for, you know, a big test at, at on the job. You prepare for all these things because in advance, because on the day that it happens, then it's over. And I just, it's a personal conviction of mine that as Christians, we don't prepare for this incredible um, event that gets overlooked, I believe. And so Advent is a way to prepare our hearts, um, turn our minds and our focus in on the real season and not the hustle and bustle. So, um, yeah, so that's why I I wrote the book. But I, I, I guess I just want to, we've talked about the stressors or whatever, but I just want to read three paragraphs that may be, is there anything else you're looking at me like? No. Okay. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, so the purpose of preparing, um, if I look at the manger as a good story or religious tradition, then I collapse under the weight of life, all the things that we've been talking about, right? The stressors and all of that. And the weight, it just belongs to me. It's something that I have to carry it. But if I look at that in light of the manger, it changes everything. Um, taking a look at unconventional scriptures that highlight the reason for a savior helps me to know not only the way to build my life on a really secure foundation, but it helps me to experience Christmas on a deeper level. So the baby in a manger reminds me that I can experience the comfort of a savior. That baby grew up, right, to be Jesus. He was Jesus, but to be Jesus, the savior, the Messiah. So the comfort of a savior born as a humble baby keeps me focused on the purpose of this time of year. So each day then I do a devotion to help me see this savior, the one who sent him, the events surrounding his coming in a fresh way. So each day I unwrap, so to speak, um, a new aspect of what the season is really about. So I have 24 days of preparing my heart instead of just maybe one or two days going, oh, that was sweet, and then the chapter's closed. Yeah, anything else? So were you going to read some I chapters? Did. That, I just that, did. That's all of that. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. all right. Um, what, what the Advent does for me, and I have to deliberately do this or I will get away from it, and I will just focus on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve and all the activities, and yet I don't think I'm materialistic, mm-hmm. but uh, there's so much pulling at us. So what what this has caused me to do is to stop and I say, God, I really want to experience this hope that you've already mm-hmm. given to us and mm-hmm. promised to us through Christ. Mm-hmm. I want to experience the peace, mm-hmm. and it's peace that doesn't make sense to this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I can't grab it myself. Right. I want to experience the joy. That I don't want, yeah, there's going to be stressors. Mm-hmm. Here's a thought stressors are always going to be there. Yeah, there's always going to be something that may discourage me. But what God has said here in this through my son that I've sent on the to the earth, you can experience joy in the middle of all the stress, mm-hmm. right? And then he says, The last thing, it's all tied together. I want you to experience this unconditional love. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to grasp those more than ever at this point in my life. Well, and just to clarify, so Advent, some faith communities will have Advent wreaths. There's four or five Sundays in Advent, and the the hope, peace, love, and joy are the candles that you light for that week. 
And then we have started practicing every day reading something um, for personal, experiencing a personal advent, the anticipation of Jesus being born. So that was just clarification. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else as we wrap up? No, I think that's good. Yeah. So we do. We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And um, as we have launched this podcast, if it's been beneficial to you, um, we would just encourage you to help contribute to make this possible. We, um, it's an honor for us to do this. It's something that we enjoy. And yet uh, we've had so much positive feedback of, of people getting something from our podcast. So if it's touched you in some way, consider making a year-end gift. Um, again, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And as you are wrapping up the last days before you have whatever kind of celebration, may you take a few moments to pause, think about the manger, uh, the power of the moment of this season. So thank you so much and Merry Christmas. We want to thank you as always for listening. If today was helpful, if something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe, and for all things related to podcast, if you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org. 